0: Welcome, everybody. I'm Chris Miller, author of the number one best selling book, Ready for Pre Retirement Three Secrets for Safe Money and a Fabulous Future. And I'm so honored to be the host of this show called Ready, Set, Retire. Do you lay awake at night wondering if you have enough money to pay the bills, let alone retire? In this show, your vision will be transformed, and I will show you how to have safe money and a fabulous future. I've counseled thousands of individuals, businesses, and families over the past 20-plus years, and I'm proud to say I've never lost a dime of my clients' money. I will share with you secrets that I've learned over two decades that only the few rich know and have been around for centuries. You know, most Americans are not really prepared for their golden years, let alone today, So no matter what your financial status is, you can prepare to enjoy your life and never run out of money. Because this topic is so huge, I reach out to some amazing experts because it's really important that you have a perspective from a lot of points of view. And today, my special guest is Tyrone. Now, Tyrone Jackson is a successful stock market investor, and mentor, and Tyrone Jackson is known as the most trusted wealth building coach to Silicon Valley's executive, Hollywood producers, and directors. He is the founder and creator of the Wealthy Investor Program and has helped hundreds of people take control of their financial lives and project themselves into a wealthy lifestyle. Tyrone, welcome.
1: Thank you, Chris. Always a pleasure to be here with you.
0: Well, I know we had a talk um, a couple few months ago, and it was so enjoyable. I just wanted to have you back on. I feel like you have a lot that you can share with everybody, and mm-hmm. so we just just jump right into it.
2: Okay. Um,
0: what's what what is it? I you know I know that you've you've have quite a little history going here, but what is it that brought you to where where you're at right now?
1: Well, it was really interesting just a little bit about my background. You know, I was raised by a single mother who uh, didn't have much of a formal education and certainly didn't have a financial education. And, you know, I watched her struggle month after month after month just to pay the bills, you know. And uh, her advice to me, you know, we we pass on financial advice to our kids uh, based on our life experience and our money beliefs, what we think is true. And one of the things that my mother said to me, you know, when she was struggling to pay the bills, she goes, when you get out into life, it's going to be really, really hard. You know, you're really going to struggle a lot with money. And I remember thinking to myself, like, well, why don't why don't you just make more of it? And then that neither, neither one of us would have to struggle, you know. And um, one of my fascinations in life was the money game. I am a student of money. Why some people have it? Why other people don't have it? Why is it that some people retire rich and some people struggle? Um, like, what are the answers to those questions? So money has always been a, a hobby for me. In addition to which, um, you know, my real desire is to, was to be, at the time, like a working uh, performer in, in both television, commercials, and movies. And all of that happened for me, and it just was terrific. And I got to work with a lot of famous people. But, you know, I always found myself drawn to money and wealth. So even if I was on a movie, you know, for a month as an actor, I'd be saying to the other actors, what are you doing with your money? Are you putting it in mutual funds? And so I became right. on the set, I became like this money guy, you know, the actor who's also the money guy. Right. So when I learned how to trade in the stock market, um, I just fell in love. I was like, oh my God, you could really change your life. And I started teaching some of my friends how to do it. And so I said, why don't you turn it into a business? And then I fell in love with that business. And you know, built a business around my lifestyle and travel and all that. And I've just been able to help so many people, uh, you know, make thousands of dollars a month teaching them how to trade and handle their retirement in the
0: stock market. Well, that's great. You know, I think we have a, some similarities because I have the other side of me that I do music and I, you know, I have songs on the radio all over the world. And so they call me the money maestro. Okay. But I think there's a creativity with money and a, and a point of view and a state of mind that, it all works together, so it you know it takes you out of the box, and then you find you know creative ways that normal people aren't really doing, and so I think that's really neat.
1: Um, what well, I well, th- it also you know I don't know if you had this experience as well, but I found that I was able to uh, I, I had a gift for being able to explain how money accumulates, why, and the process. In a way that other people can only comprehend but they weren't intimidated by
2: right. and I didn't
1: know I had that talent until uh, later on in life so that, that t- contributes yeah. to my story as well
0: yeah I must say the same thing happened to me I think that's why we we have such great conversations cause it's, yes because you take what is really complicated and make it so the average person can understand it it's that's so cool. exactly right right so okay so we're talking about now to me retirement is a st- in a state of mind, and yes. I really look at that I'll never retire, but I'm basically in the state of mind of retirement. So okay, okay. So well, how you got to figure out this is really drives people crazy. How to figure out how much they're going to need to retire? Do they need to increase the 401k or the IRA or what?
1: Right. Most people, you know, this is this is what I found is like, you know, the human mind is very um, powerful and whatever you tell it to focus on more often than not that's what it'll actually do so if we're going to talk about something like retirement and you know retirement is 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 not only a state of mind but it's also it gives you peace of mind knowing that you know no matter how long you live there's always funds available and the truth is even before you retirement retire there's always funds available so if we're going to talk specifically about retirement one of the things that that I would encourage anybody who's listening is to think about uh, having a million dollars right um, so uh, if you had a million dollars in a retirement account when you turn 65 now some, some people a million dollars are going to be too low a figure to focus on for some people that's going to be too high oh my god I could have a million dollars right but you figure if you add up your expenses today and you wanted to live the same lifestyle and not work at all how much money would you need coming in so let's look at something like fifty thousand dollars right so if you needed $50,000, you get this about $4,500 a month, right? 50000 times 10 is $500,000. you would need 20 years of security ahead of you. to would be about a million bucks if you were going to draw off that million dollars. What's really exciting is if you start to set your sights there, then maybe if you have an employee-sponsored program, you want to put just a little bit more into that retirement account. Once you've put money into that retirement account, you want to find out, what is it invested in? Is it just going to sit there and collect interest? Is it going to be in bonds? And your best bet is to actually be in stocks. Because when a stock advances, it lifts the value of your retirement account, and most people can get to that million dollars much easier than they could have ever imagined.
0: So, you know, people are in different situations where they have their 401K and then their IRA, and should they... should. People that are in half 401ks, do you think that they should be setting up IRAs or Roth IRAs outside of their work so they're more in control of their money?
1: Well, wealth is a series of positive habits, right? So if you want to retire with financial freedom and your target is, let's say, a million dollars, because by the way, if you don't set a target, you're just kind of playing pool in the dark. Right. Um, Right. You want to do one thing at a time. So if you have an employee sponsored program, you want to find out how much is in it now. How much are you contributing? How much are you on track of, uh, of accumulating, let's say, by Christmas 2014? We don't have to pick any long dates. Just so if I keep putting in 10% of my paycheck and my, employee match, my employer matches, how much money will I have uh, by Christmas, right? And then right. you can take that figure and say, well, I want to now retire in 10 years. If I contribute that same amount, will I have that million dollars that Tyrone talked about? So that's the first place. Because that'll give you a sense of, you know, what your retirement plan looks like.
0: Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And you know, nowadays, a million dollars is not a lot of money. No, it is
1: and, not. <laughs> you
0: no, know, especially if you end up like watched, watching my folks go through with the long-term care, and if you don't have long-term care insurance, and you end up paying your bills, your medical bills out of your pocket, a million dollars goes away real fast. That's why. You know, I always encourage everybody to get their long-term care policies in place, too, because that's really wipes people out. So, but there's a lot of people right now that squawk and say, well, no, I can't put 10%. You know, they're in so much debt. So what do you tell those people?
1: Who are in debt? Yeah. Okay. Debt is a short-term affair. It's just a problem that needs to be solved. That's really all it is. And that's just all about a spending plan, right? So if you, let, let's say you had uh, $12,000 or $15,000 in credit card debt, you know, if you have a spending plan, how much you're actually spending each month on groceries and all of that kind of stuff, you can put in your spending plan uh, a figure that allows you to eliminate that $12,000 in debt within a year and a half. Right, And in that case, the first thing is to stop using your credit cards and commit to spending almost everything in cash. That way you would stop the running up of debt. You'd be servicing that debt, as they say in the financial world. (laughs) And then when that debt eliminates, you'll be in the habit of paying it off and since you're in the habit of paying two three hundred dollars towards your debt once your debt is gone, then you take that same two three hundred dollars and that goes into an online brokerage account or goes back into a self directed retirement account and so what you've done is you've just changed the trend of your life financially from servicing debt and you shift once that debt uh diminishes into a wealth-building mode, but see, you're already in the habit of paying out that two or $300. So debt, if, if if managed correctly, it's just a short-term uh, uh, affair. The thing that you wanna have is a plan for the long-term. So I picked that million-dollar figures because for some people that's gonna sound like a lot, and some people it's gonna sound like a little, but you're absolutely 100% right. If you choose a million-dollar target, You'll be able to service things like health care and and all of that. Um, But at least there's some money somewhere so that if you are not able to work, um, you have some peace of mind. See, money also gives us peace of mind. We just have to get in the habit of accumulating, making the dollars accumulate in our favor.
0: Right, right. So what kind of easy budget tips can you tell people on what they should do?
1: Well, I'm not a I'm not a financial planner in that sense. I'm more of a stock market trader. Like if you can put $250 away, what stock should you buy? But obviously, you know, you should have a sense of what's coming in and what's going out each and every month, how much you're spending on dry cleaning and how much you're spending on gas and how much you're spending on entertainment and all of those things. And if you're unsure, just take a guess, and then once a week add up how much you actually spent. Some people save receipts to get an honest total, so that you can see exactly where your money is going today. Money is also a very emotional thing, so sometimes we spend just out of wanting to feel better, you know, you get out of a bad relationship, you wanna go buy a new dress, or, you know, we can use money also to to kind of medicate ourselves, or when something great happens, let's go out to dinner. It's like, can you really afford to go out to dinner? I don't care, it just all feels so good, right? Right. So we wanna be aware of, you know, are we emotional spenders? Um, I also have friends who have a lot of money, but they save a lot of money out of fear. So they don't go out to dinner, they don't celebrate for fear that there's just not going to be enough money. Ideally, we really want a balance right, between our emotions, our lifestyle, and what it is that we can afford spending cash. And if you can balance that out, then uh, the universe will support you in that and you'll have a lot of success financially.
0: That's right. You know, I'm really I'm glad you said that because it, there is it's the shiny object, object syndrome that everybody's chasing like you said, if I get the new dress or the new car or all these different things, right? And right. it never satisfies. And that ends up on the on the on the chase. So, you know, you talk about creating a monthly spending plan which includes mm-hmm. an investment contribution and a plan to invest at least right. half of your income tax return. That sounds interesting.
1: You know, most people, you know, a lot of people hear the term uh, investing, right? And they think that that's something that only the rich can do. And and one of the things that always kills me is, you know, a little bit of money goes a long way. Uh, Around the Christmas holidays, your local news station will always run a story of a little old lady. And she taught, you know, at the little public school for 35 years. And when she died, she had $3 million in Coca-Cola stock. And she never made more than you know $40,000 a year as a school teacher. How did she do that? Well, she was just in the habit of always taking a little bit out of her paycheck and putting it in some sort of brokerage account. And buying Coca-Cola, and you know why do these little old ladies buy Coca-Cola? Because they see everybody drinking Coca-Cola. They know it's a publicly traded company. They they found a website like Yahoo Finance where you can go and look at the stock price for you know three, four, five years, and they were like, "That's the company I'm gonna buy shares in." Right. right. So they have a plan, um, and and wealth building. And one of the great myths of wealth building is that you've somehow got to have some extraordinary amount of money to invest. You know, fifty dollars a week. a week $100 a month that is enough to get the process started and what I've really discovered in studying wealthy people and becoming a wealthy person it's just it's just all about the habit because we all have to work and support ourselves right but it's all about where we put what some people would call those little tiny disposable dollars And disposable dollars, $25 a week, $50 a week, $100 a week, it really goes a long way when it's invested best in stocks whose stories you understand. And today, any of your listeners can open an online brokerage account for $500 or less, right, at E-Trade or TD Ameritrade or Charles Schwab. You just go to the website and fill out the application. Voila, you have a brokerage account, and they say, send us a check. And you have access to Wall Street, so it's really a lot simpler than most people think. Um, they just have to be encouraged to look in a specific direction and develop some positive financial habits.
0: So how do you how do you tell the people that the average person, in fact, you know who there's never been anybody that's ta- been able to time the market, and everybody gets caught like Las Vegas, where you know you're on the winning streak, and when to put take it and when to put it in and that is the art how do you teach that how do you pass that on
1: well the first thing the stock market's its own animal it makes more millionaires on an annual basis than real estate multi-level marketing anything combined right so there's obviously a way to win win and success leaves clues if you're doing about you know, investing in the stock market, there are two things you need to understand. There's an investment, meaning I'm going to buy shares in, let's say, a company like Coca-Cola or Nike or McDonald's, and I'm just going to buy shares for the long haul. So for the next two to five years, all I'm going to do is keep buying shares of those companies, right? That's an investment. Uh, what a lot of people get caught up in is a trade and a trade means buying something and quickly selling it. Buying something and quickly selling it. So now I'm going to buy shares of Coca-Cola at $40 a share. The second it goes to $41, i am going to sell those and take that profit. I'm going to keep that going. So investors generally do much better than traders. Um, you know, the story of the tortoise and the hare. There's a lot of money to be made investing in stocks because all you're doing is putting a little bit more money into a company whose story that you understand over time, so what I teach people is add to your winners. So here's a quick example. And I keep using Coca-Cola because it's a member of what we call the Dow Jones Industrial Average. It's one of those top 30 stocks in the stock market. It's been around for a long time, established record of earning money, et cetera, et cetera. If I'm gonna buy shares of Coca-Cola for the next five years, one of the things that I want to do is I'm only gonna buy more shares of Coca-Cola when the stock rises. So for example. If I'm gonna enter at $35 a share right with this month's contribution in my brokerage account I'm not gonna buy more shares of coca-cola until they reach $40 in the wealthy investor program we call this a buy signal right so if in January I put in 250 bucks that gets me X amount of shares of coca-cola and by February when I'm ready to make my next contribution my next investment I'm not gonna buy more shares of coca-cola until it hits $40 So now I'm gonna start to buy shares in a company like Nike, another Dow component. I understand what they do, they make sneakers, they sell them all around the world, these tremendous profit margins, celebrity spokesperson. And I can look online and I see that the company's making money. So now I'm gonna establish a position in Nike. Now we're in March, oh my God, neither one of those stocks has really advanced, great. I'm gonna pick another Dow component, let's say McDonald's. I understand that story, they make their money selling burger shakes and fries and franchises around the world. And then I'll I'll establish a position there. But you see, I'm not buying more stock in something unless the stock price advances. We call this adding to your winners. So what I love about investing in the stock market is the winning stocks, the stocks that have a tendency to move forward, right, right, They identify themselves by advancing, and that says to me, hey, Tyrone, put more money in that, because you started buying when it was at 35, it's now at 40, it's moving up, the value of my investment is increasing, and then I just continue that system month after month after month. The problem is, when it comes to stock market investing in your retirement account, is most people aren't following a system. So it's kind of like just throwing darts, right?
2: right? at a dartboard,
1: instead of saying, I'm going to follow a system or what we call in the Wealthy Investor Program, a discipline. I'm willing to do the same thing over and over and get the same results because the truth is wealth building really is boring. There's not a whole lot exciting about it other than the value of the things that you've purchased rise. And that's where the excitement is. That takes
0: place over time. Right. Well, for those of you that just joined us, We're listening to Tyrone Jackson, and this show is Ready, Set, Retire. And if you want to reach out to him, you can go to his site, thewealthyinvestor.net. And Tyrone, you have a bunch of goodies on there that people can get a hold of.
1: Absolutely. At TheWealthyInvestor.net, you can download our free ebook, which is an introduction to stock market, uh, trading and investing, actually. Or you can just simply get on our newsletter. And when I have some online workshops, if you'd like to come on in and join us and uh, get a financial education, we'd be happy to have you.
0: All right. And my name is Chris Miller. I'm the host of Ready, Set, Retire. And you can reach out to me at... Uh, ready for pre-retirement? That's R-E-A-D-Y-F-O-R-P-R-E-T-I-R-E-M-E-N-T dot com. And we're talking about safe money, making sure that you have money to last you, and investing in the stock market. Now there is a big bunch of rumors going around that everybody thinks we're going to hit another another dip. What do you think?
1: Uh, we're in the middle of it right now, but it'll pass.
0: It'll pass. Yeah, you know, these guys are really saying that's going to be worse than the first, like the double dip of the Great Depression.
1: No, no. no. I mean, yeah. do do you really want me to speak to that issue?
0: Yeah, why not? We get all we get all kinds of opinions on here. Okay. okay. First
1: of all, there are a lot of money. A lot of people are not going to like me for what I'm about to say. That's but okay. There are people who make millions and millions and millions of dollars, scaring people, right? Mm-hmm. They, make, they sell millions of books scaring people, saying that, oh, my God, we're all going to be on bread lines and our, the whole U.S. economy and the world economy is going down, right? And so all of a sudden, when unemployment goes a little bit high right, or something happens overseas with China's economy, they say, didn't I tell you this was going to happen? Uh-huh. The, the truth is, you know, our economy and our world economically is always changing. There are highs and there are lows, So, you know, I can be one of those guys, if I really wanted to, who would say, you must save for retirement because all these rotten and terrible things are going to happen. And the fact of the matter is, I'll be right about some of them, right? But the history of the financial markets and economic prosperity and uh, America as an economic uh, powerhouse is that we always grow right and so when we're growing sometimes we hit bumps along the road but our trend of growth is always going higher so those people who tell you that all these bad things are going to happen why are they telling you that because fear is the best way to get somebody to buy your book or become a you know well-known expert is to scare people there's less money in encouraging people right and there's less opportunity in encouraging people Um, to take positive steps because a lot of people tend to live their life in fear. So it's an easy button to push. So when you hear people on talk shows going to things like that, um, there's a grain of salt and a grain of truth in everything that they say, but it's not anything that you need to worry about. If you have a spending plan, stay on it and make those contributions to your 401K and your IRA, and you'll be really better off in the long run.
0: Okay. All right. So... Now, the the next question is, how much money do you think uh, people need to have for, like, their rainy day fund? There's a little, some people say, six, eight months, two years. What do you think?
1: Well, there's a lot of... Um, uh differences of opinions in the financial community, obviously, it would be terrific (laughs) if most people could have six months of their total expenses sitting in their savings account. But, you know, if you're trying to raise kids and pay a mortgage and car payments, and Little League and all that, that's hard to do. So, again, this is where I point people uh, towards the stock market because most people don't realize you can get monthly income every single month from the stock market. In other words, you can hold stocks and actually generate income, and the strategy that I teach people is something called covered call writing. And what covered call writing is, it involves buying a stock and totally being willing to sell it at a higher price to someone. Instead of you just selling the stock, you're going to sell something called an option. You're going to option the stock away from you, and you're going to take in some guaranteed monthly income called a premium, right? for the right, not the obligation for that stock to be bought away from you. Now, I know it sounds a little complicated initially, but what happens is if I bought a stock, um, I don't want to mention specific names, but, uh, but I will. So let's say Disney, if I bought shares of Disney, as long as I own 100 shares, I can sell an option to someone I don't even know, and they'll pay me to sort of kind of put my stock on hold until the third Friday of the month and that's income generation. You see, if you have the right investments, your investments can pay you on a monthly basis, and in certain stocks, you can do this on a weekly basis and pull an income. Now, it really blows my students' mind when I show them exactly how to do this um, because we're not taught to think in terms of residual income. We're taught to think in terms of saving, 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 savings. but the wealthy teach their children how to think in terms of residual income. That doesn't mean you always go to work. That means your money goes to work for you. And when your money goes to work for you, it's producing tangible results. So I say all this to say, maybe I don't need six months, uh, reserve in my rainy day fund if my investment account brings in a guaranteed two, three, or four thousand dollars a month. You see, now, because my emphasis is on income, now I have some financial freedom. So if I've got $2,000, $4,000 a month coming in, what do I want to do? Do I want to save that? Do I want to invest it? Do I want to pay off some bills? Now I have choices. So if we shift our focus from just saving money to learning how to invest it for residual income, now you've entered the world of financial freedom.
0: Hmm. Okay. So you're not just throwing darts anymore.
1: <laughs> no, you're executing a plan based on your financial education. And you have positive financial habits going, all integrated. So what? You have freedom of choice today, and that feeds your retirement at an accelerated pace. Just the equivalent, really quickly, is some people who go out and buy houses for positive cash flow, right? So they buy three houses, and the tenants pay the rent, and what's left over, they have that additional residual income every single month. It's the same thing that we do in the stock market, except in no leaky toilets or roofs or... (laughs) nothing to repair
0: so what then what you're doing is you're showing people this you know a strategy to show them how or what to invest in
1: yes because what I have found is most people need more uh, residual income right they don't need a bigger house they need more money coming in every single month that they physically and here's the key they physically don't have to work for Right, So if you can log into your trading account in 15 to 20 minutes, generate $2,000 in guaranteed residual income, wouldn't you do it? Yeah, $2,000. That's $20,000 every 10 months in extra income. That's what most people need.
0: Right. Cool. So, you know, you often, you often tell your students before they change their financial lives, they must first change the long-held beliefs about money. And right. the beliefs that are holding them back, so you- you say it's not until you change your money beliefs by having faith in something you'll never know about that your life can change that's cool so why don't you tell us about that a little more well?
1: That is the key. Essentially, uh, you know, as I said at the beginning of our time together, I was raised by a single parent who didn't have you know, a great deal of formal education and then didn't have financial education. So what she told me about money was her belief systems, the ideas that she held to be true, that she believed to be true. And one of them was, around when you grow up and get a job, make sure you get a job where you can do enough overtime. Right, because yeah. when you do enough overtime, at least you stand a chance of making more money. But then the other message that she sent me, she goes, "But remember, the more—this is her favorite saying—the more you make, the more they'll take." Right? So, so basically, she was saying, "Go out and get overtime, but remember, you're gonna get screwed because they're gonna hit you with taxes."
2: Right. So,
1: but that's your best bet. Of Of getting ahead, and that's what she believed to be true and As I went out into the world and met people from all kind of socio economic backgrounds, I discovered that um that wasn't true that um there are a a variety of ways to actually get ahead, and people come to this country and they do it all the time and there are certain businesses that allow you to get ahead so for 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 example, you know, there's some people who just say everybody should own their own business. Even if it's a dog walking business on the weekend or tutoring kids on the weekend or, you know, watching children babysitting. That is a business and that business brings you income, right? Outside of your workplace. And also that business allows you to control the income. Maybe you want to do a little bit more advertising or marketing or Getting the word out or pass out some business cards with your dog walking business or your tutoring business right so um, once you could your tutoring business has the chance of bringing you just as much or more income as the job that you're working at but you have another income stream and wealth is about multiple income streams not just doing one thing for money so for some people that turns into that you know owning that extra home um, but if your belief systems tell you that that 's not true that it 's all about having one job and staying there and you 'll have financial security, that is not true. If right. your belief systems say it's impossible for you to generate two three, four thousand dollars a month you know selling call options on stocks, then the universe will support you in that and say that is exactly not that is exactly the truth you see here 's the key: working class people right teach their kids that physical labor is the way to get ahead. Middle-class people teach their kids that you want you know, a degree or two, that way you can take in more income. Well, that more income, $150,000 a year, that has nothing to do with wealth. right? Wealthy people teach their kids you need to have streams and sources of income. You need to own things that make money. Now, of all three of those people, working class, middle class, and upper class, Who's right about what's real? And the answer is, they all are, because it's all about their beliefs. So it's our beliefs about what is possible that determines which path, path of action we take to develop streams of income or work for overtime. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. And I can see that, you you know, your mindset is you you had a mom that was kind of, the typical one that's, you know, like saying money doesn't grow on trees, and you know that consciousness where you have to, you had to break through a lot of walls to get to the right state of mind to to know that you could be successful.
1: That is totally correct, but you know, for whatever reason, I had an, an innate drive that was telling me there is more. And, you know, sometimes I think that comes from a spiritual place, and sometimes it just comes from the practicality of seeing people around you or a little bit of both. I mean, I can remember people I went to the fourth grade with, right? And five years later, you know, their parents were working at Dunkin' Donuts, right, in the fourth grade. Five years later, their parents owned two Dunkin' Donuts. Five years after that, their parents owned 20 Dunkin' Donuts.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Right? And they lived in a really big house. Right. So they were immigrants who came to this country and they found a way. And the way for them was clearly not more uh overtime, it was ownership in a business. So it was being played out right before me.
0: Right. Right. So then so you saw both worlds and then that gave you a little a path to go on.
1: Well, then I could then I knew that I was free to choose where it is that I wanted to go. I did right. not want to own several Dunkin' Donuts. Um, I also didn't want a business where I had to show up every single day and get dressed up and leave my house. So my belief was, why don't I create a business where I can work from home, meet interesting people, travel the world, and get paid handsomely for my knowledge and help other people make hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that business for me turned out to be the seminar business.
0: All right. So you pretty much do a lot of seminars. Yes, I do. Mostly
1: in New York and Los Angeles in 2014, you know, we're really expanding our online workshops because we wanted to reach people uh, throughout the country. But it's a wonderful illustration of how your beliefs shape your world.
0: Right. Absolutely. So um, why don't you explain, because a lot of people just have no clue, maybe some of the language of what's a covered call, right? Mm -hmm. Well, works. again,
1: if you if you go to thewealthyinvestor.net, dot net, you can you can download the free ebook and and read about it, and it's totally free. You just go to the website and put in your email address, and you get it instantly. A covered call is an option that you sell to another party. So, for example, every stock in the stock market has its own ticker symbol, and the one that I like to use is one called XYZ, right? Because it's a fictitious stock, and it does whatever I wanted to do whenever I wanted to do it. And if XYZ is trading at $49 a share, you see, I could buy the stock in my online brokerage account that I set up in 15 minutes. I can buy that stock and instead of waiting for it to go to $50, I can sell an option to someone I don't know. This works really well in a retirement account too, by the way. I can sell an option to someone I don't know and get paid $0.75 a share or maybe a dollar a share for selling the right to someone else to buy the stock away from me. You see, in 3 weeks if that stock goes to $52, then I have to sell it to that other party for 50 because I agreed to give it up to them for 50. But I don't really lose much because I took in guaranteed money and for selling the stock between the point of 49 and 50, I make a dollar profit. My emphasis is on making sure that I make money every single month whether the stock goes up, goes down and stays the same. It's referred to as a covered call because I actually own the shares. I'm covered, right, to give the shares to someone. So that's going to tell some of the people in your audience, could you sell uncovered calls? Yes, that's a whole nother trade in the stock market, which we don't do in the Wealthy Investor Program. But these are just one of those monthly or weekly generating strategies that works. So the idea is that covered calls, I'm covered. I actually own the stock to deliver to someone else. And then that transaction completes itself, and I start again.
0: All right. So this someone that's just starting is like almost like can't find the words to mm-hmm. to start. And do they have to have a lot of money? Do, what to like to get like a couple thousand dollars a month? The, how much money do they have to have invested to have that kind of an income?
1: Well, most people who uh, come to the Wealthy Investor Program have between fifty. And two hundred thousand dollars sitting somewhere right Mm -hmm. now let's talk about also uh, and they know they should be doing something with it so where did they get that money well sometimes it comes from an inheritance sometimes it comes from an old 401k at a job they switched and then they got this cash sitting there you know because they cashed out of their old 401k they didn't want to roll it in Um, some people got divorced and some people just sell a house And they buy another house, and they have cash left over, and they're like, I should be doing something with the money that's left over, right? Um, If you don't have any of those, then you just want to open a brokerage account for, let's say, $500, take 50%. But basically, if you want to do a trade like Cover Calls, it can be done with as little as $5,000, okay? And you can get started um, generating that monthly income. Now, that $5,000 is not going to generate... um, Uh, $2,000 a month, it may only generate $125, but that's a great place to start. You think about it, if everybody in your audience had just an extra $125 coming in every month or every other week, would that help? The answer, of course, would be yes.
0: Yes, absolutely. So you talk a lot about how to develop a millionaire mindset. And. Besides just, you know, what you're doing in the stock market, you're talking about the way you're thinking, right? Correct. A little bit earlier.
1: Correct. Uh, The key to developing a millionaire mindset is you want to observe yourself, okay? You want to be able to step back and say, I'm going to watch myself and what I'm thinking. So here's the first thing. People who are hopeless usually have no money. So if you're hopeless and always going around complaining about how terrible things are, that is affecting your money. You're not seeing, you're not open, you're not receptive to taking in new ideas, right? Also, if you want to see how much money you earn, someone once pointed this out, I find it to be really fascinating. You take your five closest friends. Now listen to this. You take your five closest friends, add up their income, Divide it by five, and more than likely, that will be your income. So if my, you know, five closest friends earned $50,000, and I add that up and I divide it by five, my answer is going to be $50,000. See, I'm hanging out with $50,000 a year people. Not that there's anything wrong with them or that there's anything bad. But if I'm trying to, you know, become a millionaire, I need some new friends. Because people who earn $50,000 think and see the world a certain way, and people who earn $1.5 million think and see the world a different way. So whose positive financial habits and thought patterns do I want to adapt if my goal is to become a millionaire? It's probably to hang out with other millionaires. So again, uh, and you absorb their ways of thinking just simply by being around them, their expectations. One of the reasons, one of the things that hold us back a little bit in that sometimes is religion. Now, I'm not trying to knock anyone's religion, but sometimes religion, you know, shines a negative eye on being wealth. You know, sayings like, you know, money's the root of all evil and things like that. Well, if money's the root of all evil, then why do I want to become rich? Wouldn't that just make me evil, right? So that association with that thought pattern. Another one that we have, and this is more just kind of, around in the society is you can't have your cake and eat it too now listen to what we're saying about money if we absorb that you mean you can't have your cake and eat it too no and for me that's got to be the stupidest dumbest thing I've heard in my life why would you even get the ingredients out to start making a cake and preheat the oven and put it in and take it out put icing on it and say I'm not going to eat the cake (laughs) you know what I mean like cake was meant to be eaten it was meant to be shared with other people Mm Mm-hmm Those are the kind of thought patterns and ideas that we embrace and it affects our money and then we wonder why we don't have enough because we're constantly embracing ideas that tell us that there's not enough, money is bad, and we don't want to be any of those things. Therefore, we don't take the steps that you and I have been talking about for the last 45 minutes.
0: Right. Isn't it funny, though? It is all such a, a perception and a point of view because, you know, in the same... You know, scripture that says money is the root of all evil. and also says that that God's people would prosper in the last days. You know that you're supposed to prosper when you're with God. So, there's a lot of to set you know changes and and really what is it really saying? Because and then what's prosperity? Because mm-hmm. you could be broke and still have a prosperous mind. So it's it's fascinating.
1: Yes, but um, here's the here's the key. What are we selecting? There you go. <laughs> So I choose, you know, a portion of my life is devoted to service. It's devoted to helping other people get past these financial blocks, right? So they
2: prosper
1: from seeing the world the way that I see it, and I allow them to choose that, right? So look, I can have my cake and eat it too, right? I can be successful, and and the more successful, the reason I'm so successful is because the people who study with me are financially successful. So what are we selecting? It doesn't matter what's on the menu. What are we selecting? And that's very, very powerful because that affects your money, your retirement, your kid's ability to go to college, the type of mate that you attract in your life, right? Right. Um, Right. All of it is based on what you're selecting.
0: That is a great way to say it, exactly, Mm -hmm. selecting. Beautiful. Perfect. So, okay, so back to some more money thingies. Mm-hmm. why would you know why should you get rid of mutual funds for you always say this right get rid of mutual funds forever and trade stocks what's up with that
1: okay remember we talked about the difference between trading and investing and not everybody's going to be a trader selling a stock for a quick flip some people are going to be investors a mutual fund is simply a basket of stocks that you let somebody else choose right now and and then you buy shares in that fund Okay? So they're going out and buying these stocks. They may even be trading these stocks. And you're saying, well, I don't really know how the stock market works, so I'm going to just let you choose hundreds of stocks with my money, and I'm going to hope, Mr. Mutual Fund Manager, that you are correct. And what you'll find is if you just do a little bit of research, uh, you know, at a place like Yahoo.com, and you choose your favorite stocks, names that you actually are familiar with, You'll find that if you start buying shares directly instead of letting somebody else buy shares for you in a fund if you start buying them directly you will pick better than that person and one of the reasons that you will pick better is that uh, you'll be in a story that you know right and remember we talked about adding money to our winners you'll be adding money to the stocks that are proving to you that they have the tendency to rise And you'd be adding to real investment. see mutual fund managers have different objectives and believe it or not their objectives aren't always to choose stocks that rise they could be choosing stocks that pay off higher dividends and sometimes they have to mimic an index so they're not always free to choose the stocks that are rising also each time you put money in they get a cha-ching commission right right and they charge you a bunch of fees, management fees and loads and no loads. Well, right. when you buy stock directly, you just pay 9.95 to buy the stock online, and then the dividends come directly to you. Right. So, so this is one of the reasons I encourage people to get a financial education because when you pay someone else to manage your money, that is a service. And that service is very expensive, and you might not even know what they're choosing. If you learn how to choose directly, not only do you save yourself more money, you are now empowered to choose what you invest in.
0: Right. That You know, that's exactly what I'm saying to people is you've got to learn about how this money works yes. so you can make the best decision. Because isn't it fascinating how we all went to school, we learned how to make money, we made money, got out of school, and then what do you do? Right, You go to some stranger that you don't like, and, and most people have no idea where their money is. It shocks me.
1: That is correct. Because as well-educated as we are on anthropology and science and political science uh, and music, dance, drama, is we don't get enough of a financial education. So when we become adults, we're all simply guessing at this game. Basically, right. we're playing pool in the dark until people meet a person like you.
0: That's right. It, and and so what a blessing that, you know, the education's out there because people have to take back control of their money and not rely on the government or somebody else to invest it for you so they can understand what's going on. Absolutely.
1: And, and this yeah. whole money game is easier than you think. I always say if you went right. to the fourth grade and you could do fourth grade math, you mm-hmm. could be rich. Because okay. wealth building is all addition and subtraction. How much interest am I getting on this? Is it better if I put it over there? Is that too much risk, even though I get a higher interest rate? If you went to the fourth grade, guess what? That's really all it takes is fourth grade math.
0: Right. So how do you supercharge your retirement account?
1: Okay, you can supercharge your retirement account by learning some advanced strategies, okay, okay, stock trading strategies above and beyond covered call writing and some of them involve option buying okay Um, and then there's a there's a uh, uh, another trick that I teach people this is they wind up making you know just extraordinary amounts of money in their retirement account trading Um, and this is a little advanced for your audience and it's a big shift but you want if you just chose three or four stocks to trade every single month in your retirement if there's ever a downturn and still make money okay so i i, I may have to leave it there but um one of the strategies i teach we teach something called um, the sweep in your retirement account where your goal is to sell every single stock that you own at a profit every single month after month after month after month so you're going to go from buying something selling something being in cash and having a profit. Then you can do that same system over and over and over again. See, the the world of stock market trading and investing is really interesting, particularly when it comes to your retirement, because there certain strategies that allow you to sit with cash profit every single month in your retirement account. And you make more money doing something like the sweep uh, than you would actually holding stocks for a longer Amount of time. So, when I first started to teach this strategy, it's a covered call strategy when our goal is to sell everything every single month for a profit and just let our cash and our profit sit in our tax deferred accounts. And some people who I started teaching this in Silicon Valley, you know, with like the Google people and the IBM. And, and I had one person go, Tyrone, you know, I really like you, but I just don't know if I could do this strategy,
2: uh-huh. yeah. right?
1: Because she was always taught to hold stocks for the long term.
2: I right. uh, hold
1: mutual funds for the long term, like just be a long-term investor. She did this strategy, this woman named Mary and I met about four years ago, and she was just like, I can't believe how much money I make on a monthly basis, and my retirement account just keeps doubling every 10 months.
2: Awesome.
1: And I say that, you know, we have a wonderful saying in the Wealthy Investor Program, which is your wealth is in your thinking, meaning it's all about your beliefs. I said, but you tried this strategy two months, three months in a row. Do you hate it? She goes, this is the best thing I've ever done.
0: <laughs> <All> right, that's <laughs> so great. Yeah. that's a
1: wonderful way of supercharging your retirement you, you only trade about twenty minutes a month and but but the goal is you know you're out every single month with cash and with profit that the market gave you, and if it's in a tax deferred account, you don't pay any taxes on it so ah. imagine yeah. your retirement account. Doubling every 52 weeks, 50 turns into 100,000, 100 turns into 200,000, turns into 400,000, just because you learn one little simple trading technique.
2: It's very powerful.
0: That's great. Well, you know, we've got a few minutes left, Mm -hmm. and um, again, anybody that wants to reach out to you can go to thewealthyinvestor.net, or if you want to get a hold of me, you can reach out to me at ReadyForPretirement.com. But, Tyrone, why don't you leave us with a final cherry on the top of all these goodies here?
1: Okay. This is 2014, right? And we always do New Year's resolutions at the beginning. You know, put it on your resolution that you're going to get a financial education this year, that you're going to learn more about money. Um, this year and how to invest your money and learn about the stock markets than ever before why because now more than ever is the most important time for you to learn how to play the money game if not for you for your children if not for your children for your grandchildren you see you want to be able to pass on a financial education to your children so that they can have financial freedom in life and just by habit they're going to pass that on to your grandchildren so Right now, just by embracing a new way of thinking and seeing money, you can affect generational change in your life and in your lineage for years to come. And uh, that's quite something to leave for your legacy. Beautiful.
0: Nice one. Yep, reach out and learn about all these good strategies. Again, Tyrone Jackson, I really want to thank you for being here And you guys, everybody listening, go to TheWealthyInvestor.net to get his course, take control of your money. And my name, again, is Chris Miller. I'm the host of Ready, Set, Retire. And you can reach out to me at Chris, K-R-I-S, at com and find out about safe money strategies and how you can grow your nest egg and never have it crack. Tyrone, thanks so much for being with us today.
1: Truly been my pleasure anytime.
0: All right.
3: Found out you can't take curve at eighty-five. My whole life flashed before my eyes i brace myself to leave this world behind as a million questions raised across my mind did i live did i love did i matter to someone did i give everything i had to give did i save any souls was i worried about my own Was I haunted by the things I never did? Did I embrace each day with faith, hope, and laughter? Did I matter? Did did, did I matter? From that moment I became a brand new me. With the golden ticket to a better destiny And I told my heart there'll never come a day When I'd have to search inside of me and say Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter to someone? Did I give everything I had to give? Did I save any souls? Was I worried about my own? Was I haunted by the things I never did? Did I embrace each day with faith, hope, and laughter? Did Did I matter? matter? Did, did, Did I matter? I hope I can be a voice of inspiration And my story finds you well Cause when the curtain falls, there ain't no second chances. And you don't wanna ask yourself Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter to someone? Did I give everything I had to give? Did I save any souls?